0: The sun is sinking in the west The cattle go down to the stream The red wing settles in her nest It's time for a cowboy to dream Purple eyes in the canyon
1: That's where I long to be Three
0: good companions Just my rifle pony and me Gonna hang my sombrero On the limb of a tree
1: Coming home, sweetheart darling Alright, Luke. Well here we are. We are back. Here we are. Here we are. As in olden days. Another one of these. <laughs> it is the second still episode doing in our we are still on the Tarantino yeah. um, realm. Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is still uh, still in the mind of society right now, <laughs> Yeah, so it, 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 quite, it's not outdated. Quite so. Yeah, yeah it's, still so, got, it's
0: still got the heat.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's bringing the heat. <laughs> and uh, before we get into the two movies for this week, uh, Luke and I have seen some movies recently. And we've seen some movies this year, which we'll talk about. But uh, uh, first of all, do you want to just start out? Um, talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Luke, what did you, uh, what did you think of Tarantino's ninth movie?
0: Oh, I had a great, great time with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved the, uh, the hangout vibes of it. Just kind of the, mm. how I just felt it was like low key in, um, spectacle and just like, and then more, most of his movies and kind of a more down to earth character movie and that's uh that very much filters towards what i like and so Mm -hmm. it may have been my favorite quentin tarantino movie just because of those things on top of the fact that um it just was a movie about hollywood and that had you know and just covered the 60s so well
1: yeah yeah i was gonna say that too i so tarantino his movies i really like all of the movies of his, but this was the first one that I think I really loved mm. um, that I've seen of his. Uh, again, I really like Inglourious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs, um, all of that, but uh, yeah. but this was the first they're, one they're that all, I really, they're I really all, like They're all good. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. All good they're all movies. good movies, <laughs> yeah. but this is the only one that I was really like, wow, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also just had a great time with it, um, and the, the old Hollywood stuff obviously because we do this podcast we're uh we're into that we were like we, nerding out we eat that shit up yeah yeah um so yeah so just seeing uh all these like old old style hollywood type stuff or even in the beginning when it's like the intro to mm-hmm. um DiCaprio's, the, the black uh, and white film. yes oh yes <laughs> i was losing my mind
0: westerns and yes old, and westerns so many old cars
1: Oh, yeah, just driving around. Yeah, Yeah, like,
0: it's crazy to think about how, like, many old cars there were for, like, how much ground it covers. Just, like, especially during the scene where Brad Pitt is, all the scenes where Brad Pitt's driving around L.A. There's Mm -hmm. so many spots and just so many cars. Like, they capture the traffic of L.A. so well. You're (laughs) you're just getting that, like, Hollywood Tarantino budget.
1: Yeah, and, uh there's nothing cooler than than brad pitt driving a car yeah no it how was, fucking cool it is he was My so God.
0: cool yeah he just kind of drifted <laughs> i couldn't get over he, that he kind of drifted around like a cartoon character like yeah yeah it was really cool
1: yeah and uh and obviously we won't give too much away here since it's still in theaters and everything but uh i i thought tarantino or not tarantino, uh dicaprio and brad pitt were also hilarious mm-hmm. in this too yeah, sometimes it, I, it's easy to forget how funny that they um can be because they're mainly in fairly serious movies especially yeah dicaprio consider
0: dramatic actors i guess yeah. yeah
1: but this one this tarantino movie i really i loved all the the humor in it i thought it was funny and the the runtime didn't bother me at all it felt very quick it didn't feel like two hours and 45 minutes
0: yeah no that's true because it was a very intimidating runtime and Mm -hmm. um the hateful eight has a similar one i believe and Mm -hmm. the hateful eight for me takes a while yeah and it's Mm -hmm. it's also a very different movie very different i i'd like the hateful eight but that thing went on forever
1: yeah and I'm with you on that. Having recently seen The Hateful Eight, i I've seen people review it who say that they get mad at people who say it's boring or that it's too slow because it's all just building up tension. And I agree that it's all, you know, leading up to the end, building up all that tension. And I do like the ending a lot, but it, it took me a long time just to finish the movie <laughs> yeah I, I, i've started it multiple times and never quite got through because i would just fall asleep because i would yeah. start watching it at night um so yeah I, this one i don't think i'd have a problem watching again two hours 45 minutes straight um yeah, yeah.
0: it's yeah it, i think it has more payoff you know like mm-hmm. hateful eight has a lot of um for me it's a lot of um dilly-dallying around tarantino's the way he likes to, you know, write dialogue and he's just doing yes. it, he's doing it more than like ever, you know, and mm-hmm. I feel like it could have been cut down quite, <laughs> quite a bit <laughs> yeah. in the end. I mean, I don't think like, I think it's obvious that it's, um, I think it's obvious that it's entertaining. I mean, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all there to be entertaining. I think it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's about wanting something like more than that, you know?
1: Yeah. hmm yeah, but uh, I I also thought the uh, all the tension in What's Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah, was great. There's some really the, suspenseful I mean, he, scenes. If he, yeah, if
0: he, yeah, definitely.
1: And uh, and of course, I I did wonder about um, whether there'd be more violence in this. I guess I didn't feel like it was as violent as a lot of his other movies are. Yeah. And without giving too much away, there is definitely yeah there's Um, a typical violent tarantino Tarantino scene at the end
0: yeah which really (laughs) hits hits home for me
1: yeah mm -hmm. um and uh as a a big pitbull fan it's great seeing another pitbull getting a leading (laughs) a leading role in hollywood (laughs) there's been like stuber john wick and now this oh yeah
0: Yeah. wow that's crazy that you noticed that yeah all Mm -hmm. yeah really yeah all mainstream movies that i loved a lot yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, do you have anything uh anything else to add or do you wanna talk about some of the other movies you've seen recently or this year? Uh no, I don't I don't I guess <laughs> I don't because we're not trying to
0: spoil anything apparently, so yeah.
1: I'll just <laughs> like I'll just if you want, go ahead.
0: <laughs> nah, it's all it's all good. I'll I'll shut up about it. <laughs> um yeah, what it, Oh, well, another one of my favorite movies of the year um, would be. um, It just came out recently. It would be The Farewell. I don't know if you've heard of that one.
1: Seen the trailer for it. Aquafina.
0: Yeah, the Aquafina drama movie that takes place in China. Yeah, yeah, quite a a delightful, just like, family movie. Like, I was. This is one that. It kind of. It was like in the same vein as like Paddleton to me where I just like really personally liked it, liked it as just, you know, with all the care, just the character dynamics in it. And I thought we're just mm-hmm. so well done. Um, yeah. And I, and, and it was like funny and just like, so sad and touching all at the same time. Um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites of the year.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that one would be a quiet favorite for a lot of people. I've only seen good stuff about it. Um, oh yeah, High, and and just from the trailer, I was um, from the trailer, I was interested in it too. And uh, yeah, it's cool seeing Aquafina in a in a role like that because she's mainly in. I feel like she's mainly in comedies where she has her character always has sort of a shtick. Yes. Because
0: yeah, she's goofy in it usually. Yeah, but she yeah. plays like a real like. Like, like, um, there's a lot of cultural, like, um, cultural cross crossing, I guess you could say, in this, uh-huh. where the fact that she's, you know, Chinese American and um, the differences between her family and like her family back in China and stuff like that. And I feel like it's something that's probably like pretty close, to, hits close to home for her. It just seemed like something that was maybe personal for every actor in this movie because they all were kind of Chinese actors
1: yeah yeah for sure nice well that one's definitely on my on my list um what else have you seen this is a good segue into some of our since we're past the halfway point um we'll we'll talk a little bit about our favorite movies of the year so far um as in i mean in no time we're gonna be start talking about our top 10 of 2019, I'm sure. In so. no time,
0: yeah. in the next episode, probably. <laughs>
1: yeah, the next episode, which will probably be in six. Well, months we haven't seen so, each other so. in six months. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, keep keep an eye out for that. And we know six months comes up fast. Yeah, we're but, t- we're uh, teasing it. <laughs> yeah, what are some of your uh, favorite movies from uh, from 2019, Luke?
0: I also saw uh, Hobbs Hobbs and Shaw recently by Fast and the Furious, and that was a great time, I saw that on (laughs) opening night,
1: (laughs) opening night, Ah.
0: yeah, great time,
1: haven't been to an opening night movie in in a long time, that makes me jealous, (laughs) yeah, Yeah.
0: and of all the movie, I mean, I don't think that's something (laughs) i necessarily do that regularly either, I mean, I guess I did go to the Beach Bum, um, like, Mm -hmm. even before it was out. But this, yeah, like, for a big, like, Hollywood movie, um, yeah, I don't do it that often. I don't do it for Marvel. I don't do it for Star Wars, um, but I will do it for Fast and the Furious or, (laughs) um, Mission Impossible. Those are my, those are my big opening night movies, I'd say. And, yeah, this one met all my expectations, um, like everything from the trailer like that you know that the trailer made me feel I felt during this movie just like a it was just like a stupid good time um yeah. just really absurd action scenes and like just a lot of banter between Statham and The Rock just mm-hmm. constantly and I think like it's kind of um ground slight I would dare I say slightly groundbreaking in how effortlessly this movie um, blends comedy and action.
1: Wow! Like, Bold statement.
0: Yeah, like it. it, it I've never seen um, an action film that was as much like so comedic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so wow. absurdly goofy and comedic at the same time. Like they do it through just the dialogue and even like the action set pieces are just. Really goofy and stuff, and just meant for more banter between the two of them. Yeah, great, That's gr- what's... great stuff with Hobbs and Shaw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so great about the Fast and Furious movies is they're yeah. not meant to be taken ser- like, super seriously. Yeah, they're all just a good time. I, I for even the first Fast and Furious movie, I love just because it's, it's just a, a dumb fun movie about these underground race right. races that. Yeah. Are so comical that they definitely never happen in real life. Yeah, and I just love
0: um, what they've evolved to. Like this kind yeah. of is just another um, step in the evolution of this really weird franchise that we've had a privilege of seeing. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's really incredible. I mean the the action and the stunts that are in these too. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just dumb. Dumb, stupid little stunts that it would be in any action movie. Like these are incredible. That's why they, they yeah. make so much money. That's why they cost so much money. Yeah, pretty, yeah.
0: B- pretty big scale action.
1: Yeah, those so Fast and Furious. It's really it like Mission Impossible. It's amazing how long the franchise has been going I know. successfully, I, and, and they're
0: still. And I'd say like they're like at a peak almost right now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and there's another fa- there's um another Fast and the Furious coming out next. May, I believe. Oh my god, Um, less than a year. Fast and the Furious Nine or whatever they're gonna call it. Um and then I think Mission Impossible. I don't know I don't think it's necessarily next summer. It maybe it is, but I know that there are two more um that are for sure going to be in production. Like I don't know they're for sure gonna be made. (laughs) There's
1: with Tom Cruise?
0: Yeah, I mean they're not making Mission (laughs) Impossible without Tom
1: Cruise i know i just think of like how like how spread apart those movies are and the second one of those two i feel like tom cruise is gonna be so old
0: yeah but he doesn't sh- he doesn't really old. show it yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean he, he is pretty incredible. he looks
0: so great still <laughs> and and i think it's the yeah. same director as fallout doing the next tube
1: macquarie yeah
0: christopher McQuarrie. yeah so i'm really looking forward to that
1: nice yeah that'll be that'll obviously be great um well cool, well, cool. Yeah, what about, uh, what about I you, guess,
0: sir? What are your favorites of the year? I guess
1: I've seen some of my not-so-favorites, some of my okay ones <laughs> I have, for 2019. Recently,
0: I have a recently. okay list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, uh, I saw Serenity. Oh yeah, we talked uh, about, this yeah, past week.
0: We talked about that. And
1: yeah, I did. Uh, I loved how dumb and yeah, it, ridiculous yeah, that it, was.
0: I thought it was so stupid.
1: <laughs> yes, it made no sense, and <laughs> the the twist I thought was so dumb it It wasn't even like i guess it w- it was funny to watch because of how ridiculously stupid it was but um but it just almost made me just so confused as to why Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway did this movie like read the script and read the, and read what the twist was and all this. I could see how it's like set up. It almost that it thought it would be interesting as this like um like new age noir, like modern day noir yeah, type yeah. thing where there's, there's always the femme fatale wanting to murder her husband or something like that. Um but then that the twist. It's just so yeah, so dumb. So dumb. I don't yeah. know. Such well, a
0: such a ridiculous movie.
1: We'll talk more about that on our uh on our worst of 2019 list, I'm sure. Um
0: Yeah, th- that's a really that's a movie that like even though I thought it was so stupid, I would probably watch it again though.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Like
0: and that's a rare that's a rare one. Like that's rare. Like, I Serenity, mean, it's... I would I would not say is definitely not a good movie, but I'd say it's a rare movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, De- yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and uh it's always great watching McConaughey. I do love yeah. And, like uh, he definitely goes all in.
0: out in it and that's so, yeah. and i think it plays into uh the the campiness of the movie mm-hmm. like as he just keeps yeah. getting drunk and he on the on the uh the island or whatever and yep he, he's just like what the fuck is this <laughs> or something like I, I i don't even remember what he says it's something like that
1: yeah it's <laughs> uh... like,
0: what, what the fuck is this <laughs>
1: I would recommend I would recommend anyone see it though. It's definitely one worth no, worth yeah. watching. Yeah, and I think um,
0: yeah, like <laughs> there's many bad movies that I would be like, D- yeah, you would waste your time seeing it like Cap- yeah. Captain Marvel. <laughs> like yeah. that was a, <laughs> such a waste of time.
1: Yeah, and uh unfortunately I haven't seen Captain Marvel, but uh I did see The Lion King and uh <laughs> so I like I liked The Lion King because i like i I mean growing up i loved the original lion king but it was just sort of unnecessary And, and it's one it's one i would say if you're if you're a huge lion king fan go ahead and go see it if you're just kind of curious it's probably not worth your time to go to the theater um but, uh, I don't know, There's still, uh, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner were great in it as Timon and Pumbaa, just because I like them and they're funny, but there's also a lot of parts that were different from the original that were supposed to be funny or charming, and they just kind of weren't. They just didn't really work. Um, and, yeah, I mean, everyone's seen The Lion King. You want, you know what it is. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, there's that. That's just kind of a meh type review, but... Um, I, I, what I would say is probably my favorite movie of the year so far is *Under the Silver Lake*. Yeah, I've heard. Which, I've heard
0: uh, good things about that one.
1: It technically Big was. It was released thrill, like a
0: weird thriller, right? It's a weird one. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was released at like Cannes last year, I think, and then the studio wanted to scrap it or something, or just sent it straight to video. A twenty four picked it up and is that did that one come actually it and, come out
0: this year or, or was it like released late uh, you were so you're probably just getting to it <laughs> yeah so it
1: was it was released technically like the official release in the u.s was this year um but it was very short it was very limited release and then it's now it's um then it went like straight to video after that and now it's on amazon prime uh which is how how, how i saw it so technically it came out It premiered at the Cannes film festival last year Okay. Then there's all this like weird stuff with the
0: distribution, like um, yeah.
1: Yeah, the studio wanted to hold off on uh, distributing it, and then something else happened. A24 ended up picking it up, and then this year gave it a small distribution. So uh, it's one of those that's technically uh, it was officially premiered in 2018, but had a U.S. release in 2019. All right. Um, but it's one of these that's so weird and interesting but not in a pretentious way and gotcha um it it is when you watch it it is like a combo of clearly david robert mitchell who uh directed this took inspiration from hitchcock david lynch brian de palma so it, it feels like one of their movies almost um and it even has a great score that you could see in a in a hitchcock movie back in the day um and and there's just a lot of weird stuff that goes on along the road along yeah. the the um, way and um did yeah.
0: you where did you watch it?
1: I watched it at home. Yeah, on uh, on Amazon Prime because it was one it's that free? I couldn't or did you pay. Yeah. It? It's free. well I we have Amazon Prime, so I, I cool. saw it there. It's free on yeah,
0: you Yeah, you're, I'm gonna have to watch that for sure. Uh you're the second person now to like highly recommend it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: one of those that I I was like do I love this movie, or is, or is this just weird? And then I just couldn't stop thinking about it after it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely love this movie. And like right after I watched it, I went back and what watched an certain scenes. What thing to ponder. Do I love <laughs> <Yeah>. this movie? <laughs> I was. Do I love this movie, or is it just kind of weird and piqued my interest? And I was like, no, I think I love this movie. That sounds yeah, cool. And, uh, that sounds yeah. Cool. Kept me thinking about it. The next, the day after I watched it, my wife and I drove to New Mexico, like seven hours. And I had to spend some of that time just explaining almost the whole movie to her. And then after doing that, I was like, Okay, yeah, I, I kind of was obsessed for this movie <laughs> for the, the next two days after she I was. She's just it.
0: looking at you like you like an insane person. <laughs> yeah.
1: She probably wasn't listening at all. But yeah. uh, You're like, I just needed to get it ready? off my chest. Why does no one care about this? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so I started just going up to random people and yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I would highly recommend that. And if you have Amazon Prime there you go it's uh it's free you don't have to rent nice. it or anything so yeah what
0: have you been have you been watching anything in the uh since we've talked um present day have you watched anything uh like old <laughs> lately like pre-1990 pre-1980 oh,
1: pre-1990s um I mean, yeah probably I have,
0: right i mean or yeah. any classic film or anything like that
1: so I will, yeah, I'll, I'll highlight a couple of these right now that I really loved. Um, so the Criterion collection had a huge sale with Barnes & Noble. It's 50% off. So I oh, yeah, I got yeah. a couple of movies through that. And one of them was Night in the City, which is a Jules Dessin, um, or Dessin uh, directed movie. He also directed one of my favorite movies, Reefy Fee. And so I wanted to get this one to check it out and watched it a few nights ago, first time, and I loved it. Nice. Uh, It's it's a great story about a struggling hustler in uh, London underground wrestling. And um, it's a very familiar type of story, but uh, it's really, really good. Uh, And let's see, what's the main character? Uh, Richard Widmark who uh, I haven't seen in anything before, but he's also in uh, How the West Was Won, Murder on the Orient Express. He was great in it. Uh, Gene Tierney who's also been in some uh, some noir movies. Um, yeah, and it's 95 minutes. It was a nice, quick, good story about this hustler in London. And, uh, yeah, good crime movie.
0: Yeah, I've done, like, blind criterion buys. Like, not necessarily mm-hmm. blind um, but like ones that I've wanted to see, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Like I bought like Hidden Fortress because I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. No, it was. It's definitely an exciting thing to get these. Yeah. Criterion movies on a whim without knowing too much about them, and then yeah, loving yeah, and then you yeah.
0: feel like you got this cool like film collection that you're yes. in <laughs> slowly.
1: Yeah, and and uh, they're definitely um, they definitely have value to them too. So if you blind buy one and you hate it and want to sell it there's definitely gonna be someone who wants to buy a cheaper mm. criterion movie so yeah that's good, also good, there's a good safety good net there point. <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't give away my secrets <laughs> um let's see another one i wanted to highlight that i love too was uh um a noir called white heat which stars james cagney um oh, nice. and that uh that one i absolutely love too it was um I watched it on the Criterion Channel. It was not that I didn't blind by it, but uh yeah, it was a great movie about uh, a psychopathic criminal. It's basically a, a gangster movie, but James Cagney just is just way over the top as this um terrifying mob boss um who goes to prison and there's undercover cop in prison who tries to uh, uh, you know take down his um his outfit and uh yeah just a really good uh noir
0: how did you find it um on the channel you know because there's like you kind of mm-hmm. got to like learn to uh work through it or any like, yeah i gotta yeah. tell
1: you it's like one of the most frustrating things is trying to find movies on the Criterion channel yeah because i feel like it's the user like layout isn't that great but it could be um, better that's for sure yeah but something that like, always gets me to watch a movie, you know, right away rather than putting it on my list and then, um, you know, keep putting it off is I looked at the movies that were leaving oh, yeah. the channel yeah. at the end of the I've month. Yeah, I've done that. That, like, motivates yeah.
0: you. Like, I gotta exactly. do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then it feels like a job. and like, I'm, oh, my God, I
1: gotta watch this before the I'm 31st. doing
0: that right now with um, the Freda, the Fred Steer yes. movies because those are leaving...
1: Yes, I plan to watch Swing Time somewhere sometime <laughs> during this month because it's leaving. And, yeah, so I just wa- al- I've seen Swing
0: Time, and now i I just watched Shall We Dance, and that was just another nice. delightful <laughs> musical with a lot of dancing. Um, and I expect <laughs> that the other one will be the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems like the the thing about Fred Astaire is that he likes to dance. He sure does. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so
0: he definitely rival i he's probably a better dancer than gene kelly overall but like i wouldn't say he's a better he was he's like as good as gene kelly's whole the you know the whole gene kelly package
1: oh yeah like the voice. oh the he's vo- the whole package the voice yeah.
0: and the the voice and the smile and all that
1: the body and the- <laughs> yeah. oh I <wait>, said. So- <laughs> yeah i mean g kelly is one of those guys that he's just so infatuating to watch yeah he's yeah he's so great yeah
0: he's, pr- he's one of those unfair movie stars
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: but i've also been i've just been trying to keep up more with the criterion channel and stuff like i've been adding to the list and everything there, nice. there's a new collection that i recommend you check out it's like um i gotta like look it up so i can say his name um but it's it's like a documentary uh documentary filmmaker i believe like da Herzog. no um but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but maybe they they probably have him on there as well i think
1: they did i think they might have added werner herzog but i'm not sure um
0: what is the collection called yeah so it's um it's da pennebaker
1: da pennebaker you say wow
0: yeah you should check his stuff out um i want like i've specifically watched a couple like like interesting shorts he did Mm -hmm. like one of them was just like footage of like the train in new york city just being on the train in new york city with set to jazz music Mm -hmm. that was and it's like five minutes and it was pretty cool nice um
1: i'm already interested
0: (laughs) but what i've seen like before um actually like when film during the film struck days was his Bob Dylan documentary Ooh. which i highly recommend it's like super like immersive and i've never like i've seen a decent amount of music documentaries at this point um and you know i've like this one's just different from all of them like it's not like any of them it's just very immersive and you really feel like you're with the real bob dylan like for sure you know it's nice and it's like it's like during a. I think it was like the time in bob dylan's career like mid 60s so like kind of a prime of like the era he influenced and like you know he was still young and like you know mostly a solo act yeah it's it's really cool i highly i highly recommend it It is there's something about it
1: that's on criterion
0: uh yeah, it is now. Sweet. It's under under the D. A. Pennebaker
1: <laughs> D. A Pennebaker.
0: Yeah, his uh collection.
1: Not gonna forget that name now. Yeah, yeah. No
0: yeah, there's no way now.
1: That's good to know. I've been um there's a point a couple of years ago where I became obsessed with documentaries and just wanted to watch all these documentaries and Yeah, I, I always I've realized I to haven't more. Yeah, I haven't watched too many recently, so yeah, that definitely makes me wanna um get back on the documentary game. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh yeah, those are some of the uh some of the older movies we've seen now. That's good we're we're keeping it balanced with some of the old, some of the new. Yeah. Um <laughs> as always. And there's definitely a lot more movies coming out this year that uh, I'm excited to see too. Um but yeah, should we uh dive into these two movies? Yeah, for the rest watched, of our Tarantino series that we series. watched
0: a few weeks ago, <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> end of July, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Let's uh, let's get which, into it. Which one should we start with?
1: Um, let's start out with uh, with Rio Bravo.
0: Alrighty, yeah. I uh, this is it. Didn't really matter to me which one we start with because this was a I this one we did was a treat. You know. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Like so, it's kind of it's. It kind of sucks that we took us so long to talk about it, but well, <laughs> both, uh, both of these movies I was, like, totally geeking out about when mm-hmm. I was watching them. Yeah, I had a great time.
1: Yes, I agree. Uh, blo- I mean, we'll get into Blowout, um, but that is has become one of my favorite movies, I think. Um, and then... Yeah,
0: probably same here. For <laughs> <me>.
1: <laughs> and then Rio Bravo, this is my first watching, my first viewing of it. No, but... Yeah, it's uh I loved it. And uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know another movie I
0: f- I figured you would.
1: Pr- another movie pre-1990 that I've seen recently that I really loved is Rio Bravo. So just in case you just yeah. to let
0: you know. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to leave that one out earlier. We we're just saving it for now. But uh yeah, I'm going to actually uh, I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to read a quick plot summary from IMDb on the yes. movies yeah dude Um, do
0: that we never do that yeah so then if you're if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet (laughs) you
1: can have a little more context to it um so okay rio bravo 1959 howard hawks directed western um and it's a small town sheriff in the american west enlist the help of a cripple a drunk and a young gunfighter in his efforts to hold in hold in jail the brother of a local bad guy the local bad guy there's always the (laughs) local bad guy (laughs) and it stars john wayne dean martin uh ricky nelson who i had no idea he was such a heartthrob until this movie um and then of course angie dickinson and walter brennan as stumpy uh which is a great character
0: yes (laughs) i believe Um, he's in other westerns
1: yes like, john wayne's been in a few like, westerns himself too
0: like doing that same thing uh stu- really the stumpy thing yeah i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's in like stagecoach
1: oh wow yeah I don't like maybe he
0: i think he like drives the stagecoach
1: <laughs> let's see yeah he's in red river uh the westerner let's, let's see, see yeah see if I'm stagecoach right, yeah.
0: or maybe uh, uh, i don't see him in well, stage ghosts. there is a guy like him that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not wrong uh, well
1: i mean you kind of you kind of ruined it now luke damn it um <laughs> but no i actually I, i'm sticking on the topic of stumpy before we get into more of the movie I, at <laughs> first i was i don't know if i was on board for his character with was like, stumpy like <laughs> this is so weird like what, what is up with this guy? He's just like, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't even remember his lines now, but, um, <laughs> I didn't know if
0: I'm, I don't know if I'm up for this or
1: not. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but then <laughs> as the movie went on, I got, I got more and more on board. And by the end of it, I loved him. Um, especially with, um, uh, you know, the, this final battle scene, whatever you call it. And, yeah. uh, we, we hear, how do you like them apples? Which I, did not see coming at all There's sp- spoiler alert, spoiler alert biggest twist in this was that he says how do you like them apples um but yeah this is a really great western that looked absolutely amazing uh howard hawks as we've mentioned before just sort of the master of all genres pretty much right um yeah and now, yeah.
0: now he's in a big big time western
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah
0: and you could tell like like i don't this is like different than most westerns to me in just how it's constructed uh um it's a lot of just it's a lot of just uh kind of laid back inter- interactions that yep. John, John Wayne just kind of taking care of things around the town as they come
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and a lot of just a lot of uh a lot of slapstick comedy i felt like yeah, and, you yeah. Know, just a lot of great banter um like there's a lot yeah it's it's just like it's just like a feel good like constantly you know
1: yeah it's Mm -hmm. really
0: it's a really relaxing movie
1: yeah it has that classic howard hawks comedy charm in there too um and uh i have read that this was a in a way a response to high noon which uh gary cooper movie from earlier in the 50s where it's more about the uh The sheriff in town doesn't really know what to do and has to i really like high noon but i see what john wayne's uh, criticisms of it were but uh the sheriff doesn't know what to do he tries to enlist the town's help to take on these bandits that are coming to the town at high noon so uh but john wayne thinks that a sheriff would would always know exactly what to do and he would just get Mm. his corral his guys together and uh and take care of the problem so i I do I do see uh John Wayne's point of view there and uh you could definitely see the parallels between the two movies.
0: But Gotcha, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I do I do really enjoy both uh both films, but I did love the sense of um I guess it was very calming and relaxing and they did a lot I felt to relax themselves before, you know, these um you know, before this long battle um mm-hmm. with this gang that's in town and yeah um, like, it's almost like, like they're the way, trying to the distract themselves scene
0: with like dean martin singing yeah oh my god such a yeah class, like favorite cl- scene Such a movie. classic scene yeah everyone mm. yeah it's everyone's favorite scene <laughs> before
1: we started podcasting tonight i uh, just rewatched that scene yeah <laughs> um, it's such a such like a
0: it's such a like peak moment <laughs> in film <laughs> yes <laughs> like, you're like you're like wow movies don't get more perfect than this right now
1: yeah I would say if you if you haven't seen Rio Bravo and you're thinking about it, watch that scene on YouTube quick. It's like three or four minutes, and then and then watch the movie. Yeah, if that doesn't hook you, then I don't know what. what yeah, will. yeah, because um, the
0: rest of it is very uh, similar, just very delightful, and um, mm-hmm. it ends on such it ends on such a good note too. Like, yeah, it, it's just like such a good vibe movie. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. I love like the end with um, John Wayne and Angie Dickinson. I think she's so great at she's she yes. actually was um for me uh the standout in the mm-hmm. movie for my second viewing like all her scenes I was just like I just loved them um, yeah and and her her dynamic with John Wayne was just so great and while John Wayne is obviously great, I thought she like carried the scenes almost yeah um yeah and I, I love how she, like, you know, at the end, she they, he, like, throws her, like, pant legs or whatever out the window, and then, like, yeah. they, like, catch him down at uh, Dean Martin and, uh, what's yes. his name, Scrubby? Stumpy. Stumpy scrubby <laughs> stumpy uh, something like that yeah, yeah they like catch him and then they make like a there's like another yes. joke and then you know dean martin's like just sings oh the Rio bravo goes oh, to town uh, and it just like ends you're like wow that is so perfect
1: yeah that oh that last scene yeah the characters were so just so great yeah, it which all just really fits
0: together so well
1: yeah and this was I feel like Howard Hawks is good at having these strong, funny women uh, in his movies, too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Angie Dickinson is um, obviously perfect uh, in this. And, yeah, like you said, too, I love the dynamic between her and John Wayne. And I know I've seen – I looked at some other reviews and people say uh, John Wayne is just being John Wayne as he is in every movie. And I felt like he was – I felt like he was – different in this one though because he was much less aggressive right and more laid back and yeah i
0: felt like he had a lot um, of um people were putting him in his place a good amount as well i felt like he yeah, had mm-hmm. a lot more uh vulnerable sides to him for sure
1: yeah he was much more an empathetic character um and i also read that howard hawks wanted to make a movie a western like this that was more character driven rather than uh about the you know about the overarching plot yeah and like the big conflict
0: Mm -hmm. of the town yeah like it still has like it still has that you know the town conflict but it's it's just like yeah like like as you read the premise but that's really not the main focus of this one you know
1: yeah the lovable parts of this movie are because of the characters yeah Um, definitely and how attached you get to them and uh you know dean martin playing the town drunk that's oh um, yeah supposed to be a, not a great guy um and everything uh had bad run of the luck i guess but it's so hard to uh, to dislike him too part of that is because dean martin's just very charismatic um, yeah but yeah
0: it's almost <laughs> um, hard to tell he's yeah. a drunk
1: <laughs> yeah really yeah um yeah and then i also you know read howard hawks had to add more music in this because um of dean martin obviously and ricky nelson was uh sort of the Zac efron justin bieber of oh, the day
0: yeah that's crazy yeah. to think about yeah you're right he must have and been. He
1: even said that uh he he didn't believe in his um ability to por- portray the character of colorado so much so he gave him less lines but huh. he said ultimately he brought in like millions of dollars alone just by having his name on the yeah. The another
0: demographic coming to see Rio Bravo. The yeah. teen the teens.
1: The teens, yeah. So maybe if Tarantino put uh Zach Efron or in Justin Once Bieber Brown in Hateful Hollywood, Eight, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I uh I really loved this. It's definitely one I wanna I wanna rewatch yeah, again.
0: Definitely. I I've seen it twice now. I would watch it again for sure. <laughs> and yeah. I I can't say that about like every old film I see, you know, like I mm-hmm. honestly can't. Like it's there it's like a select few that I'm like I yeah. could I could just keep rewatching this one over and over again.
1: Totally. Yeah. And um like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well this one this one's a little bit longer. It's It is long, uh, yeah. Two hours, twenty minutes. It didn't feel that long to me. Yeah. And yeah just like with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It didn't it didn't feel that long because I was captivated by the story right from the get-go right i'd say there's um, a
0: lot of parallels between the two movies
1: definitely yeah um and uh god what else was i gonna say yeah i don't remember but <laughs> overall, a delightful fun western
0: <laughs> all right
1: there's the cherry on top Alright, so that's Rio Bravo. And yeah. now we'll get into We're going
0: to Blowout. Blowout. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and here, before we we take a deep dive into Blowout, let me read the plot summary here. I'm I'm on top of this right now. <laughs> so Blowout is nineteen eighty one movie from Brian De Palma and it stars John Travolta and the plot is a movie sound recordist accidentally records the evidence that proves a car accident was actually murder and consequently finds himself in danger. Um, I don't really love that plot summary so much, (laughs) maybe just how it's written, but, uh, yeah, essentially John Travolta is this sound guy for film and TV and he records, um, a car blowout. Records the
0: sound. Yeah. By recording the, when he's recording the sound effects. Yeah. He, stumbles upon a car blowout off on a, on a bridge
1: and then tries to piece it together and finds out there may maybe more than meets the ear to <laughs> yeah. the sound. Yeah.
0: A lot of, uh, Hitchcock conspiracy, conspiracy going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, before I saw Blowout, I knew that I wanted to see it so bad just based on, um, I guess the summary of what it was about. I just, I really love the premise right from the get go. Um, and this is my second viewing of it and I loved it just as much as I did the first time I watched it. So um yeah, Luca, uh, what are your thoughts on uh on Blowout? I know, we mentioned it's one of our favorite movies probably.
0: Yeah, like I've seen it probably like third three times now. Um and yeah, it just it just like gets better. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I just yeah, I don't know why even sometimes I just like I'm like man, I just keep I just could keep rewatching this um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's probably in it's probably in my favorite movies list like somewhere yeah. eventually after this viewing. Um Yeah, I love every I love everything about it. I especially love the score in it like this time around. Yes. Like, man, mm-hmm. it's like a it's such a powerful score, like especially the theme between um uh Travolta and uh Nancy Allen.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I, another one just like Rio Bravo where the music is, is really great and um, adds so much to it too. And uh, it's really uh, a Hollywood movie too. Um, yeah. So you can draw that parallel to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too. It starts out with this um, slasher film sequence like De Palma yeah. likes to do. include a, It looks like it's you're in a movie, but then it's really people just watching a movie. Um, in the beginning, and um, yeah, and it's about a part of Hollywood, and yeah, uh, it's very
0: much a commentary on show business and mm-hmm. media, and like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I'm still figuring it out, to be honest, but yeah, there's just um, there's a lot to unpack in this. Very much, I just love, I just love whenever he's re- he's redoing Hitchcock in his own form. Yeah. I just think. It, it's just him at his um peak for me yeah like it's
1: really clear to see the hitchcock influence on yeah Palma, especially but I think in,
0: he, in blowout especially yes. in blowout yeah
1: I, I think he does he's so good at making it his own in a way too and yeah um, yeah it's taking um, you know
0: it's in a way like it's like moderate he mar- modernizes it with yes. like ideology from the 70s um Mm-hmm. kind of makes it more violent darker stuff like that you know like there's yeah. no like there's no like no nothing like those john lithgow scenes you know that alfred hitchcock does you know what i mean there's no yeah. like there's no way killing people like or or so or in like body double you know body doubles so brutal
1: yes <laughs> you
0: know they're yeah. like that yeah there's and
1: that's where i almost think that if hitchcock um was you know uh his the peak of his career was during De Palma's peak of his career too you you could say I think Hitchcock would be making these same movies because even you know Psycho there was a lot of scenes that were more way more graphic and violent than a lot of people had seen before. yeah for the
0: time for sure
1: yeah so I think you know progressively as as society has gotten more lenient on Seeing that I feel like Hitchcock would be doing a lot of the same things that De Palma did to build off yeah. of um, Hitchcock. Yeah, and yeah.
0: De-, De Palma definitely put a lot of like horror elements into it, mm-hmm. you know. Which and Hitchcock at the end of his career was definitely becoming a solely a horror director, like mm-hmm. his last few movies.
1: Yeah, and uh, and apparently this is Tarantino's favorite movie or favorite De Palma movie, maybe. Oh, um, yes. saw something about that. Yeah, so we're um,
0: we're cle- yeah, so forgot <laughs> we're comparing this all to Tarantino, but um, yeah. yeah, Tarantino and Hitchcock. I've heard him yeah. talk. I've heard him talk about this uh, film quite a bit, for sure. Um,
1: yeah, <coughs> and also I forgot to mention this too. Uh, apparently, Tarantino shows real Bravo to every girl that he takes on a date, and if they watch it and don't like it, then he ends the relationship right there. <laughs> So kinda of shows you how uh psychotic that, of a yeah. film nerd that he is. Yeah,
0: you're just <laughs> trying to talk to your wife about under the silver lake and you're like yeah. and you're like, Alright, you know what, maybe I'll give up here.
1: Shortly after we started dating, I showed my wife um Ace Ventura, um, the uh the classic art house film um <laughs> starring Jim Carrey and uh, I don't still to this day I don't really know how much she enjoyed that uh that evening. But <laughs> I, uh, I I don't go to the point where if she didn't like Ace Ventura that I wouldn't uh, still date her after that. Uh, but uh, you know Tarantino takes takes Rio Bravo I very know. seriously. Like out of yeah. all
0: of them, Rio Bravo too. Out of yeah. all the movies you could pick, <laughs> he's
1: a he's a weird guy.
0: Strange, yeah. yeah, very yeah. very strange.
1: Um,
0: I'm yeah I'm, but, tr- yeah I'm trying to think about more things I can say about Blowout other than that I um that I just like it so much. Yes, <laughs> you know? I know.
1: I was thinking that too before we started. I was sort of writing out some notes, and I was like, I love Blowout so much, but what do I even want to say about it? <laughs> yeah. Um. But, I mean, really, a, a big thing for me is just the the premise alone got me hooked, and the fact that at the end of the movie it really paid off for me. Yeah, I think the um,
0: it's one of my uh, new favorite endings in film, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... Hits home in every way, yep. uh, just like you know the famous the famous line. That's a good scream, and then yes. mi- mirrored with like, um, you know, like like how he, he's talking her and how they um they re go over how him and Nancy uh, Allen were like gonna run a run away together, all that stuff, and it just kind of becomes like a really just tragic um very tragic yeah you know, it goes yeah. for it goes like from conspiracy to tragedy really really seamlessly and i just think it's very shocking and i think that's yeah. why like the movie ends up like sticking in your head so much and yeah and like yeah. it just has so much rewatch value i believe because of totally. that like i when i'm watching it i'm like i want to watch this like a lot more <laughs> you know like yeah. I, i'm just like not getting tired of it
1: yeah it doesn't matter even though you know what happens it's still yeah that, I think, that suspense I think is all the, still there i think
0: the ending like makes like the journey um when you rewatch it just like that much more interesting
1: yeah the uh, the last you know last good chunk of the movie starting in the train station um uh, john lithgow yeah uh, looking for nancy allen that that whole scene yeah. i just it's one of those times where i'm watching it's a one movie of those and, like
0: gripping things right? yes yeah.
1: nothing else in the outside world is like <laughs> is distracting me right yeah, now i'm not right. not thinking about what i have to do the yeah. next day i'm just in it
0: yeah at, um, yeah de palma really like it just has a lot of sequences like that where i like there's a good chunk of body double like where it's, like, an hour of it that I'm just, like, <laughs> watching people, like, you know, it's just, like, a bunch of voyeurism, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. like, spying on people and following people, and I'm just so engrossed, you know? Yeah. It's, like, pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those, two. I I have a bad habit of late at night being in the mood to watch a movie and then realizing that I'm starting this way too late. I'm super tired, um, but occasionally when I do that, there's a movie that I that really just like hooks me, and no matter how tired I think I am when I start it, I stick stick through the whole thing. And this is one of them. The first time I watched it, it was late at night. That late? I, oh yeah, it keeps. And you I was in just it. yeah, and I was just like maybe I'll watch like the first half an hour of this and then have to finish it tomorrow, or whatever. But. No, it kept me in and it's almost like i always think of this first time i watched north by northwest and it was also like late at night i was like okay i'll just start this and i was just immediately hooked in it and yeah blowout had the the same sort of feeling for me so it hits close to home yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no i knew it was one that um you would especially like Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember when you first watched it or anything. But like, I I, I remember like thinking at one point, I'm like I should really tell John to watch like <laughs> Brian De Palma because he would like it a lot.
1: Yeah, and the, within the past year, uh, yeah. so obviously I'd seen I'd seen like Scarface and The Untouchables, um, the, you know the basic Brian De Palma ones. Right. And then the, within the past year, I started um, diving into more of his movies and realizing, wow, this. I should have done this years ago because Yeah. Um I really got into Hitchcock and if you like Hitchcock you're definitely gonna like De Palma. So I think that's the reason why I like started liking De Palma so much and now I just wanna watch everything that he has made. So <laughs> Yeah, same, same. He's one of those guys I'm on now. the De
0: Palma train pretty hard right now. Like the way I yeah. was like I think like a few years a couple years ago I was like really on the the Paul Thomas Anderson grind where I wanted to see all of his movies and of course he is much less than De Palma but wanted to see mm-hmm. all of his movies. I wanted to understand all of them like in the ins and outs and all of them and rewatch them all, you know, like mm-hmm. a bunch of times and I'm on that same level with De Palma right now. Like I'm already planning like probably like <laughs> October first I will probably watch Carrie because Carrie's like ah, mm-hmm. Carrie is now one of my favorite movies for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah great one for the halloween season
0: yeah and i just watched obsession actually
1: nice that one's on my list yeah
0: yeah it was really good
1: yeah i still got i I still got a decent amount of diploma to see but the the ones i have seen I absolutely love um and i'm also starting to realize something else about myself is that i know i've mentioned on this podcast that i'm not a huge horror fan but really when i think about it my favorite genre is probably thriller and now, <laughs> within the past year, I've different. <laughs> no, and within the past year, I've started to get more into uh, into horror as well, and I think that's partially from these De Palma movies that I started to really like too. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my goal that, is to branch that just out into happens, horror. A little like
0: more. as you watch more movies too, like mm-hmm. you're just like you know you'll just eventually do that.
1: Yeah, especially I, when I don't,
0: you're trying to like rattle off the list of like iconic movies and like you know big well-regarded films yeah
1: yeah and and i um oh jeez, where, where was i going with that then i keep losing my train of thought now but <laughs> uh but yeah i i guess i not a huge fan of the, like paranormal activity type things yeah the, like no. ghost stuff really but more of the psychological yeah yeah stuff like and the, old, and slasher. Old, horror,
0: old horror movies more yeah. so yeah
1: yeah um yeah i mean that's that's blowout then yeah <laughs> <laughs> what else can we say other than we love it and it's uh highly recommended by the podcast <laughs> <laughs> right
0: maybe do a second episode on blowout
1: <laughs> yeah who knows <laughs>
0: yeah i'll definitely um, probably rewatch it sometime in the next few months maybe even
1: yeah and uh and clearly you can see, you can also see the tarantino influences oh yeah definitely um and um yeah probably that's why uh, he
0: loves travolta so much and wanted him in uh pulp fiction
1: i did yeah i did read that as a as a little trivia he cast john travolta in pulp fiction because he loved him in blowout so much yeah um which yeah john travolta now is sort of a uh i don't know he's... he's in a
0: bad place but <laughs> yeah, yeah he's
1: he was just gaudy and all this stuff but uh he's oh he's yeah in some a Bl- good movies he's like a blowout. damn
0: good role <laughs> it's a dip. and he's also in in it's Carrey, fi- too. that's a it's a nice piece of acting
1: yeah a <laughs> 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 <Fine laughs> piece of acting um yeah any uh, any final words on our uh on our tarantino series here our tarantino influence series
0: no i had fun (laughs) i'm ready to move on
1: (laughs) yeah we we finally concluded it
0: yeah we watched definitely very tarantino films that's for sure
1: yep yep um so go out see once upon a time in hollywood check out these movies before after um if you like once upon a time in hollywood you'll you'll definitely like these two or if you just like tarantino in general um so yeah we'll be back soon with a new series a new episode we'll cook up so something. stay tuned we're cooking yes. up
0: some big things <laughs> yes
1: can you smell what the rock is cooking alright <laughs> so remember to rate and review on iTunes we're gonna try to do this more regularly um, we'll see <laughs> we're trying to get and, our
0: shit together over here <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, yeah so stay tuned for us getting our shit together and we'll see you next time
0: I'd saw her in my pocket, and down the road I'd go. Cindy hugged and kissed me. She wrung her hands and cried. Swore I was the prettiest thing that ever lived or died. Get Get along home, Cindy, Cindy. Get along home, Cindy, Cindy. Get along home, Cindy, Cindy. I'll marry
1: you sometime.